of everything. Now, the Gemara said, that ended off with a fascinating thing. You need to have a karasatayv to everybody. You have to have a karasatayv to everybody. Okay. Even swindlers, you need to have a karasatayv to. Because if there wouldn't be swindlers, somebody would come and ask for tzedakah, I would be mechayv to give them. Everybody, everybody. 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 But since they're swindlers, I can come to Shabbayim and say, oh, and say, and say, oh, you know, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I thought maybe they weren't so legit, so I wasn't as generous as uh, maybe the Rabbani Shalom wanted me to be. All right? So, continuing on that theme, here we go. Tanur one of the rabbis learned social week. A person who blinds himself in the eye. You know something? Or at least pretends. Or puts a pillow in his belly as if he has stomach problems. Oh. It got big. Or a person's mipakeach eshaykai. Okay, what does mipakeach eshaykai mean? He walks with a limp, like there's something wrong with his shaykh, something wrong with his lap, his thigh. Ainai, so he's walking around like a nabuch, yeah? You should know, if you want to act like that, the Rabbi Hashem will say, you're not going to leave the world until you have that. Same thing holds true. Somebody accepts tzedakah, you make yourself like you're poor, let people uh, take care of you, you really don't need it. I know the feeling. Yeah? My father yeah? used to never let us sit in a wheelchair. Oh, uh, very good. That's, that's the insight. This, this is the you don't use design. it because, because it's a Hara and Ksubis Samaches Omud Aleph. San Hos, we learned in the Mishnah elsewhere. This is such a fascinating sugi. Listen closely. You have a guy who's a multi millionaire, he builds himself a big house. And then he declares bankruptcy. He loses everything. Yeah? Now he needs tzedakah. So time Chay Shabbos is... Time Chay Shabbos... Trump. There you go. Time Chay Shabbos is dropping off Shabbos food on Erev Shabbos to a uh, 16-bedroom mansion. Do we tell the guy, listen, listen, on Shuldik's Rabiyad, sell your mansion and use your own money. No. Say to a, say to a poor guy in B'nai Brak whose apartment's worth four million dollars. What are you going around collecting for? Sell your apartment. Move move to a pay, move to a place where you can buy an apartment. Uh, you know, out in the West Bank for a couple hundred thousand, and you'll have enough money. Very interesting sugya. But we learned it. Oh, okay. Everybody's got different needs, right? So let's see. But that's a, this is a fascinating zach. With the horse. Right? We're not Bahai of a person who doesn't have money to sell his home or his vessels. Says the is that true? Really? If you have a guy who's poor, but he's got gold in the vessels. You know what we say? Sell your gold, use silver, now you have enough money for food for a month. Let's say usually use silver, you know what we say? Lower your standards. Use copper. Now, this is interesting. You know, it says, it doesn't say sell your gold to have copper. The, even over here, the Bryce is expecting 
people to lower their standards a little bit. We're not telling somebody to jump from from one league to the next, yeah, right? The poor to, to, to give it all. Look at the Alexis in between. Uh, very good. Amar of Zvid, like Kasha. Ha b'mita v'shulchan, ha b'kaisais ukaris. So it says of Zvid, a very interesting idea. And this is really what's, what we're going to... The Gemara is going to continue, but we're going to walk away with the bottom line. You know what the bottom line here is? The bottom line is going to be that um, if you're dealing with pillows and mattresses, so you know what we're going to say? You need the fanciest pillow, the fanciest mattress. It's just a brand name. You don't need a, a Gucci shoe, a Gucci shoe, which could cost $2,000, is not better quality than walking into a uh, Lululemon type of thing, which could be considered a brand name for a different, or a guy shopping uh, Kirkland, which is also Costco using other people's brand names, Echves. Lefi your own hasagas and your standards, just uh, build it up in your own mind what the picture is. When something's a, you don't need a brand name thing, you could have the same exact thing, same quality, without the brand name doing the same thing. However, by Kaisai Sukaris, listen to this, by plates and cups, call it things that are very personal. Things that are personal. You don't drink from my cup. Don't expect me to drink from it. There's things that are, I'm, that I'm, I have kind of a right to be picky with. To be a little bit of, be sensitive about, be an istinous about. It's Those types of things, we don't force them to exchange. I don't, what would you say today? Because hard, it's hard for me today because, like, you know, Mrs. Graff uses that. Stuff that you put in the garbage can. Well, don't use names, but yeah, go ahead. You know, the garbage stuff that when you're done with it, you throw the plates in the way. Yeah, the disposables. Right, so like yep. today, so what's the, so yeah, and they done, I don't hear what they're more saying because of the example. What's something personal today that would be. Uh, ah, shaver. Uh, uh, yeah, something used for personal use. Uh, I have my thing that I need. I'm, I'm not, I don't like that other. You yeah, know, that's you, actually uh, clung, you know, you, you know. Okay, yeah, it's hygiene. Tied you. No, he's, he's not saying to use someone else's. He's saying to have a Norelco. Or, or, or you, you have something that's hot that's a lower that that, uh, that costs less. But this is what I'm used to. This is more a very personal I, thing I, that I, I'm I, used I, to. I, yeah. I, 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 thank you. Says Gemara, Maishna What is it about a cup or a plate where we say you know you could hold on to it? You don't need to lower your personal standards. Maybe because the guy's going to say, listen, those other things, I just I can't function with them. Well, meet the Vashokhanami. Say the same thing about a bread and a, about a, a, a bed and a table. Omar Lavi Kablai Lavi. He says, yeah, I can't sleep on a mattress that, that doesn't have, you know, a, a king with the firm top and the pillow and a Gansamaisa. You're right. So you know what? That type of thing, that people get sensitive and personal and they need personalized, you're right. We're not going to force him to sell. You know what we're going to force him to sell though? Something where he has like a silver plow. A silver plow accomplishes nothing over an iron plow. Yeah, now this, some of the Mepharshim here explain this is referring to, let's say, uh, it's not a, necessary, not a plow in a field, but something that you use, a can opener, something, you know, uh, something that has, that's more like a fork-like vessel, silver over something else, people, people don't get so personal about it. So when things aren't so personal, the Gemara is explaining seichel, seichel, yeah? Something's not so personal, we'll say, you know what, sell it, make yourself a little bit of money. Why you got to take more from the community? If Papa and Papa says, like, Kasha, another possible answer. Okay? means that, you know, if, uh, let's say, you owe people money. So now the court is coming to 
collect the paybacks. What do they do? They go into your property and see what you have, and they'll start selling. So they start selling your stuff. Metalton's not meshubed. Metalton would not be meshubed to the to to a chayiv. However, we would say before taking tzedakah, things that fall into a category where it's not so personal, you would be mechuyev to sell it. And before starting to take tzedakah. Okay. That's it's very interesting. Here we go. Zok the Mishnah Vaita. Now this, the Gemara now, is, until we get to Amud Beis, is going to enter a fascinating topic, a fascinating conversation about the following. Okay? We've been discussing dowries. What happens if uh, somebody passes away, a father passes away, and we don't know what the dowry should be. It's the father's not... Generally, it's the father who's taking a chryas on the dowry. What from the estate do we take to give the dowry to the husband? And we're going to start out our Mishnah. We're going to start out our Mishnah giving an instance where... The girl, as we're going to see, the, the Mishnah says this explicitly, but the Gemara later is going to let us know, if the girl's a katana, and the mother and brother are marrying her off, and they're even giving less of a ksuba to her. See, one of the ways they're going to convince her to get married, or convince a man to marry this girl, is say, you know, usually you give a basula 200 zuz, you could give her 150. That's kind of like a dowry. Right? To the husband. The husband has financial the gain. Learning, can't give less. Can't give less. Oh. So we're going to see that eventually the girl could say, hey, 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 that's not a dowry. Right? It's not a dowry. Or what if they give a dowry that's less than the social norms? Can the couple come back? Well, either way. Some things are dowry, which is additional money over. Or it could be the ksuba. What? Didn't we see it has to be the social norms? No, no the father. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. The father doesn't the, doesn't have to. Yeah, it was even chamisha. Has it already father. been pledged? Since the, when the father dies, has it already been pledged? No, it hasn't been pledged yet. You'd say maybe nothing. So I said the brother and the, the, the mother aren't going to do anything. Okay, you're saying the brother. So Rabbi the the brother brother maybe they got to do nothing. Let's see. Here we go. Sok the Mishnah. Yisaima shezia If you have a Yisaima who's married off by her mother and brother, all right. Now it doesn't say she's a. She's a katana, but the Gemara later on is going to let us know that at a certain age, the family doesn't need to give her a, a uh, dowry anymore. She could bring that in on her own, okay? And they give her either 100 or 50 zoz, which is less than the norm. When she becomes a gedayla, she can take from them, you know what from them is? The estate of her father. She can go back and she's come to Gedalia and says, "Masharoi li You know what? I believe I was roi. I was fit to receive more money as my dowry to bring into my marriage. Who's going to decide that? A bezdin. But she has a right to go back and to get it from a bezdin. Okay. Reb Yudah, I'm says, "Im hisi asabasiri shayna." Listen to this. If a father already married off his first daughter. Then he dies. His second daughter gets married. You know what? You know what Bezdin's going to do? We'll look at the first daughter's dowry, and we're going to say, whatever he gave to the first, 
That's what you could assume the father wants the second girl to have. That is Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? So according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda is saying, we're going to frame it like this. Look at the father's giving pattern. However, the Chum say, absolutely not. Why? As we all know, the Chum say, Maybe the first daughter got married. He didn't have any money. So he gave her $1.50. And then he hit the jackpot. So the second one, he would have given her 20 grand. He would have given her a million dollars. Five million dollars. He bought his first daughter of Ben How do you know? He yeah. bought his first daughter of Ben Terra. He's supporting her in a nice dear and air just thrill over there. Or, 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 or maybe he starts out as an or Nani, as we know. You can, have, you can have enough money to support one family, but does it mean you have enough money to support two families? No. So just because, says the Chum, just because of Yehuda, he gave to the first daughter, doesn't mean that he would have been masking to give the same thing to the second daughter. Says the Chachamim, and this is what we're going to get, what we're going to get into. You don't look at the giving habits. You look at the estate as a whole. You look at the estate as a whole. Be normal with it. And as we're going to see soon in the Gemara, depending on how much money is in the estate, that's the amount we're going to give her. How much is that? The Gemara will explain. Here we go. Says the Gemara, When it comes to Parnasa, Parnasa over here is referring to the actual dowry that he gives. It's a Shaman Asaf. You evaluate the giving patterns of the father. This seems to be like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? Shmuel seems to be like Rabbi Yehuda. That's a challenging question. The daughters are fed and they're given a dowry from the estate of the father. Ketzad, what do you mean? How does this work? We do not say, you know, if the father would be alive, this is how much he would have given her. Ella rather, we look at the estate as a whole, the nice law, and we then we give it to her. Now, who does that seem to be like? Not Shmuel. You're not evaluating the father's giving patterns. What are you going to look at? How much you got? My love, Parnas is about. Aren't we referring to the Parnas is about? That's talking about what she has. Whatever she's coming into the marriage with. Yeah? But it says, which means both things, food and the dowry. Isn't referring to both what the husband's going to get, referring to the dowry that the family gives, and the other one's talking about what she's going to get while she's married, being supported by, the, by uh, her father's estate. Both are referring to how much she personally gets. And there's no question. Same thing, we, similar concept we said before. And that is one's talking about achila u You know, food and drink, mamish are basic, basic, basic needs. In other words, talking about levush and ksos, which is a father, when he sends his daughter into marriage, makes sure she's got plenty of clothes in her wardrobe and a comfortable bed to sleep on in the home. Okay, be it as it may. Be it as it may, stick with the Machlaikas. Bottom line, we had Machlaikas in our Mishnah, Rebuda and the Chachamim. Rebuda says, look at the giving patterns. The Chacham say, you look at the estate. Came along Shmuel in the beginning of our Gemara, and he says, Shomin Be'av. Right? Lefarnasa, for Parnasa, you evaluate the generosity of her old man. Says Gemara Tanah, we learned in the Mishnah, Chachamim, the Chacham say, Pam Shadam Asher Vani, Asher Vani, Right? Which makes a lot of sense. The first daughter gets married, you can't look at giving patterns. 
Last year I was able to give less, less tzedakah. This year I'll be a lot more generous. That last year I was a lot more generous. This year I'll give less. People don't, it's not always the same every year. Uh, you look at the estate, says the Chacham, and depending on the estate you give to her. Now let me ask you a question. You give her what? <laughs> look at the estate and give her what? 10%, 50%, 90 what do you do? If you're looking at the estate, what does it mean, Ani and Asha? What does poor and rich mean? If you're going to say that poor means doesn't got nothing, and Asher, Asher, and rich means you got a lot of money. Now, one second. If poor means you don't have, and rich means you do have, does it make sense for Rabbi Yehuda to say, look at the giving patterns? Look at the giving patterns. The first, the first daughter, he gave a million dollars. Second one, give a million dollars. She so look at the estate, and you know how much is in there? A buck fifty. You're going to say, give a million dollars? How many credit cards are you going to open? It's not, it's not there. Says Gemara, I don't stand. Is Rabbi Huda make any sense to say that if he was originally wealthy and now he's poor, you're going to give like the first daughter? He doesn't got. He doesn't have anything. Elalav. So poor cannot mean poor with nothing, and rich cannot mean rich with a lot of things. So what does it mean? Well, why can't rich be rich with a? Because yeah, if poor meant poor, poor and rich and, ri- and rich meant rich, you, you can't. It, it won't make sense. Poor can mean poor, but rich. No, no, no. Because it says if you start out rich and you end up poor. Yeah. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you're still going to give the originals. Yeah, you can't do that. It's not possible. The money's not there. So it says the Gemara, Elalav, Ani, Ani, Bidas. This is beautiful. Some people, they have a poor mindset. Some people are always poor. They're just poor. Even if they have money, they're poor people with a fat wallet. They always need. They, just, they, they, they get frugal. They can't, they can't let go of a dollar. So Ani means Ani, Bidas. His brain is an Ani. Ashir Azir Vidas. And rich means rich in his mind. Vikatani, okay, so that's where we say, listen, look at whether he's frugal or generous. Vikatani, and then the Chachamim say, look at the estate and give her Alma Layazlina Basar Umdana. So you see that we're not just uh, we're, we're not just making an umdana, we're not just figuring this out, the Tiyufta the Shmuel, and therefore it's an upshlag on Shmuel who says, Lefarnasa Shamin Ba'av, because bottom line is Shmuel doesn't seem to be going like anybody's opinion. Sigmar says, no, 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 that's wrong. He's still following Rabbi Huda. Huda, Mark Rabbi Huda. Now listen to this. The Gemara is re-explaining. The Gemara is saying like this. When we said in the Mishnah, look at what the father gave to the first daughter, and then give it to the second daughter, it doesn't mean an amount. You know what it means? What it means is like this. Ten years ago, the father made a chasna for daughter number one. He spent $30,000 and gave her $3,000 a month to live on. That was ten years ago. Daughter number two gets married. Says Rabbi Yehuda like this. We thought it means, oh, look at what he gave. Says we no, no. Look at how he gave. So let's say the estate has less we're going to say, look at his tax papers from 10 years ago. Look at how much he spent. What is the percentage 
that he's willing to be generous for his kids to help them get married. And depending on what the estate has now, you'll give the second daughter, percentage-wise, that level of generosity. Okay? Says the Gemara, fine. So if that's how Shmuel and Rabbi Yehud are being figured out over here, so then why does Shmuel say, the Farnasa Shomin Ba'av? You know what he should say? By the way, I hold as an early Amira that Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. <laughs> if Shmuel's following Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, why is he coming up like, ah, by the way, Shomin Ba'av, the Farnasa Shomin Ba'av. Just say Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. He's that time. You know? Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. That's all you need to say. You don't need to give it as if it's your own psak. Says Gemara, if he would have just said simply Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda, have I mean I would have thought Only if he already married off a daughter, we know now what his generosity level is, and therefore we can use that as a basis for the future daughters who are getting married off. But what happened if the guy died and never married off a daughter? Let's say he never married off a daughter. I would think, according to Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. You don't look at the generosity of the father because there's nothing to base yourself off of. Therefore, Kamash Malan, therefore Shmuel is letting us know that time of the Rabbi Yehuda, it doesn't make a difference whether he married off a daughter, whether he didn't marry off a daughter yet, it doesn't make a nafkamina. Well, if it doesn't make a difference whether he married off a daughter or not, you're just going to look at his generosity. Why would you speak about if he married off a daughter? So says the Gemara, the Rabban hold that no, you don't look at the generosity of the father, you don't look at giving patterns, even if you already made a wedding. The Chum say, don't worry, we're not looking at that. We don't follow Umdana. Rather, why? Not before, rather. Why the Chum say don't follow Umdana? Because again, 10 years ago he might have had money, now he doesn't. Or maybe 10 years ago he didn't have money, and now he does. And therefore the Chum say, you look at the estate, you look at what's there now, and you give the daughter from that. Now we don't know yet what it is. So that, that still needs to be clarified. We'll get there soon. Be'ezah Hashem, just a couple of minutes. Here we go. Amalei Rav Lerav Darshinan Mishmach. Should we darshan in your name? Halacha Kareb Yehuda. That Halacha follows like Reb Yehuda, that you look at giving patterns. Amarlei, so Rav Chista said back to Rava, Yehei Rava Halavai, Yehei Rava Kodam, Achmei Abi the Wilder Rabbanish Lailam, Kol Kihani Mili, such words like this, Kol Kihani Mili Ma'aliyasa, such Ma'aladika words, beautiful words like this, Tidrashu Mishmai should certainly be darshaned in my name. Absolutely, you should quote me. Says the Gemara, one second. Umi Amar Rava Hachi. Does Rava really agree with Rav Chista that Halach is like Rav Yehuda? That you follow giving patterns? If you have a daughter being supported by the brothers. Now what do you mean she's being supported by the brothers? You know that when a... Inheritance, right? There you go. Father passes away, his estate is inherited by the sons. However, the sons need to use that money to go and support the daughters. If there's not enough, they're going to go knocking on the door. Right? So they, and the widow, good. They tell us, so what happens? So says the Rebbe, if you have a girl who's being supported by the brothers through her father's estate, uh, I'm sorry, she's being supported by the father's estate, through, uh, actually, yeah, and that's theirs now. So right. she's being supported by the brothers using the father's estate. Now they tell us, Isur Nechassim, this is the numbers. Now you ready? Remember, we said, look at the estate. Says Rebbe, 10%. 10%. 
a girl could take 10% of her father's estate as a dowry. So she, if he has 10 daughters... Oh, 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 says Rabbi Nachman, if he's got 10 daughters, he's got to marry them all off. The son's got nothing, hold your horses. V'yomar Rav, Rav says, Lach is like Rebbe. You hear this? So over here, Rav says, Lach is like Rebbe. Does that seem to imply that we follow giving patterns? No. It's a flat 10%. Right? So Gamar says, like Kasha, Hamda Amdanei, Ha Delay Abdanei. Okay? It depends whether we were, we were able to know his giving patterns. Every guy who passes away and his daughter wants to get married, do we know this guy's generosity level? No, we never met the guy. So says the Gemara, if you, if you have the ability to assess his giving patterns, then Rava will say, Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda. But maybe Rava will agree with Rabbi that if he's not around to assess his giving patterns, then we're willing to take 10% of the estate, and that's the number to give if there's nothing to assess against. Clear? Very sensible. And it makes sense to explain. It to, to explain like this. Well, depends. It depends how much you left. says, was a story. Rabbi gave an orphan daughter a twelfth of the nechasim. So you see, mamish, that uh, Rabbi holds. You give ten percent. Twelve. No, no, no. A twelfth. Oh, a twelfth. Well, let me ask you a question. Is a twelfth ten percent? Depends. <laughs> never. <laughs> never, right? A twelfth is, is not ten percent. Probably eight percent or something, right? Says the Gemara, Kashina Dadi, that's a walking contradiction. Yeah? When do you get a twelfth? That's when we know the father's giving patterns. So that's what we assess them as. That's that story. There was a story. She got a twelfth. Uh, why? Because yeah, we, we know his giving patterns. But if we don't know his giving patterns, then we assume it's going to be ten percent. Shmamina. Beautiful. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted brisa. Rabbi is asking right now a rock solid question. Why are you giving her anything? Well, the son's got it. Yeah, Teretz is. Teretz is. You're right. Give Even what's normal and to support your sister. So that's what's normal. Wrong. I'm That's what's normal. Ten percent. Why is it Tully on what the Tata would do? Because you look at the fa- every family has different spending habits. So the same way when the sons inherit inherit the money, they're obligated to take care of the daughter according to her needs. That applies to a dowry too. Kufa piece of her previously quarter price. Amar Rabbi Rabbi says Basin is Menachem. The daughter is supported by the brothers. Naitelas Yisro Nachasim. She takes ten percent. Amalei the Rebbe. They said to the Rebbe, "What's with the ten percent?" The Dvaracha, according to you. Let's get into your question. Ready for this? Misha And the guy's got eleven kids. Kicks the bucket. One boy, ten girls. Ain on his klum. The son walks away with zero. What about the widow? Walks away with gunish. Negunish. Okay. Nothing to give, nothing to give. Says the Gemara, does that make any sense? Listen to what he says. Omar Lahan, Rebbe responded, no, 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 no. It's kind of like Truma, Meiser. Omar Lahan, Kachani Yaimer. Let me explain. Rishayna, the first daughter to get married, and they tell us Isra Nechassim, she takes 10%. So there's $100. The first daughter's going to take 10. Shnia, the second daughter, gets 10% of 90 that's left. So Bemasha Yishra, she's going to take 9. Now there's 90, now there's 81 left. Right? Shlishis, Bimash Yishra, the third one's going to get 10% of 81, 8.1. And as they move along, they're going to split it equally. Says the Gemara, one second. I don't understand. 
Go back to the bottom of Amad Aleph. Listen to this. After each one, Hevra, listen closely, you're going to jump out of your seats. After each one takes their 10%, then they take all that money amongst the girls and they redivide it equally. They redivide it equally. What's the obvious question? Hop of Amad Bez. So why'd you do that? Divide it equally <laughs> first. Oh, <okay>. Right? <laughs> <laughs> take 10%, you take 10%, take 10%, and then we're going to split it equally. <laughs> so, so why'd you do that? Top of my base. They already got it. What are you going back and splitting it up? Says Gemara, beautiful. Listen to this. If let's say they're all getting married on the same day, 10 girls. Yeah, I don't know what 10 octuplets are, eight. I don't know what 10, uh, 10 kids at a time would be. They're ten. They're all. They're all getting married. So then, chokas b'shava. The chiddush is chokas b'shava. They would all get the same. But if it wouldn't be, then that's how you do it. That's how you do it. You don't split it equally. Masiyeli the Rav Masa. This is a proof to Rav Masa. Damar Rav Masna in boldi nasi kulam kachas. Let's say all ten daughters are getting married at once. Each one gets ten percent. Each one gets ten. Each one gets ten percent. Ellen might lays isur keechod. Each one takes a tenth of what's left and then you go back and split it equally. Now, so what's a very practical ramification of this, Chavra? You know, you know who it makes a very big practical difference to? The, the one son. All, the one uh, son. Right, but the, the one son, like this, if they get married on the same day and you give each one 10%, that kid's left with nothing, the boy's left with nothing. But if each one's going to get 10% of what's left, so then even after the 10th girl gets married, there is a small percentage left for the son. So he'll get that small percentage, and then they'll go back. And if it's on the same day, if they're married on the same day, they're going to re-divide it. Tanar the rabbis learned, and that's why the rabbis, here we go. We're now going to clarify that our Mishnah of this orphaned girl, are we dealing with an 8-year-old, a 10-year-old, a 30-year-old? What are we dealing with? So remember, we said that the mother and brother made her off. So, so you know, usually she's going to be a katana here. Very good. So here we go. Turn up on the rabbis. That's why the rabbis have bonos. Bain bagru ad shalay nisu. Bain shinisu alay bagru. Either they're married already, or they're a begaris, an adult. If do mizani sayim, they lose their support from the father's estate. Okay. Velay if do parnasa. Hear us? But you still get a dowry. You still get a dowry. From the father's estate. Okay. Divay Rebbe. That's Rebbe's approach. Rebbe Shimon Elazar. They even lose their parnas, their dowry. So if they're not getting fed and they're not getting a dowry, if they're a begeres, right? If they get reach adulthood, so what should they do? Listen to this. You know what you do? You're 11 years old, you're a 12 year old Nara. You're entitled to a dowry. You start looking for a husband. You walk over to a guy. You walk over to a guy and you say, I'm eligible. I'm eligible. You want to marry me? The guy's like, right over here. We say, listen, if you wait, if you stall, you if you take your time, you ain't getting nothing from my father's estate. Right? If you like me and you would contemplate marrying me in two years, or next year, you should know you're going to lose everything. You might as we might as well start Arisin now. It's better for Shaduchim to, to be a catch. And then 
the uh, the husbands are going to receive the dowries. So there are more. These yesaimas are more. Uh, or, 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 or a bigger catch. Yeah, Papa has no. Amar of Nachman, Amar Lihuna, Hilchasa Karebi. Allah is like Rebbe. Isaiah, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi says, Rabbi Nachman, Yusaymus, Yema, Achel, Midaita, if you have Yusaymus, married off by a mother or brother, and she agrees, and they give her a hundred or fifty, which again is not a lot. When she gets older, she can go back and say, you know, hey, that, you know, that really wasn't a fair deal, and get more. And how much could she get? However much Bezdin decides is proper for her. Taima, the reason why this is true, where there was even a dowry in the first place, is the katana. She was a katana. But one second. But if she already became a gedayla, when she got married, if this whole thing was dealing with a bigeris, so then, how could she go back afterwards at whatever point it is? Ah, a year later, she's already been garrisoned, but a year later, she was Mivatar when she got married. Okay? So Gemara says, no, no, no. Relax. Like Kasha. Ha de machoi. Ha de loi machoi. Okay? One is talking about where she made a macho. Another one is talking about where she didn't make a macho before she became a bagaris. Okay? If she, if she already uh, made a macho. So then she could go ahead and collect it later. How can I misstab? It's logical to say this is the case. The Imkain, because if that if that wouldn't be the case, Kasha the Rebbe the Rebbe, we'd be, we'd have a tremendous contradiction in the opinion of Rebbe. Now, why would we have a contradiction in Rebbe the Tanya? Because we learned in the Brai, so Rebbe I'm Rebbe holds. When you have a girl who's still eligible of receiving of being supported by the estate, she gets ten percent. Nizaynis in shein nizaynis loi. When she's being supported, she could collect the uh, the dowry. When she's not being supported, now what do you mean she's not being supported? Why isn't she being supported by the estate? She's 19 years old. She's 20 years old. She, the, the state doesn't need to take care of her. Go get a job. So then, like, she doesn't get a dowry. You see, that where do we say that a Geres is going to receive a dowry? That's where at the time she made a macho when she was younger. She made a macho. And where do we say you cannot? Where she didn't make a macho originally. Okay. In other words, I want to get, I want to get a real dowry. So this is taka ohochenami mistavra. Said in your name, Bagra, if let's say she's now a Geres, she does not need to make a macha about her dowry. Okay? Meaning, she got married off at age 10. At age 12 and a half, she's becoming a bagaris. Guess what happens? She doesn't make mention of the minimal dowry that she received. She didn't make mention. Now she's 16. And she says, hey. She shows up. She says, hey, you owe me money. You owe me money. You should have been given more. So we say, we'll give it to her. She doesn't need to protest. Nisses, what if she had Nisuin? If she became a Bagaris before Nisuin, and then the Nisuin happened afterwards, so then, she, she would have had to make a macha about the, um, about the, nedunya, uh, about the dowry beforehand. Says the Gemara, is this taka what Rava holds, but uh, Rava 
asked a question to Reb Nachman, and he says, I, what about Yesayma? What about the halacha of a Yesayma? That we know that only a Yesayma, which we're assuming means a Ketana, gets a dowry, but once they reach uh, an age of, a, uh, of 12 years old, which he becomes an Irish, doesn't get anymore. Vishani Lane, he responded to him, it depends if she made a machar or not. And that was the response. So Rabbi asked Rav Nachman a question. Rav Nachman says, oh, it depends if she made a machar. And that was it. Which means that it was now explained to Rava. So why do we say that Anara doesn't need to make a machar? Anara certainly should have to make a machar. One, where do we say she doesn't even make a macha? That's where she's still getting food from them, referring to the brothers. The other one is where she's not receiving any money from the brothers. If she's not receiving any money from the brothers and she doesn't say anything, then that's considered a, uh, an agreement that she doesn't need to be paid. Why? Because uh, what, what, what are you waiting for? What's the problem? Yeah, they're going to take care of you. They're taking care of you. So if thinking, oh, she'll take her time. But if they're not taking care of her, she should have said something. Amar Ravuna, Amar Rebbe. Ravuna says in the name of Rebbe, Parnasa, when it comes to Parnasa, referring to the dowry, Eina Ketnai Ksuva. It's not considered like a Tanai Ksuva. Okay? Remember, the Tanai Ksuva is one of the conditions that are written into the Ksuva that's considered an extension of the Ksuva. Now, what does this mean? My Eina Ketnai Ksuva. What do you mean? That a dowry is not considered a tnaik suva. In what way? If you're going to say that, you know, to be paid with the dowry, you mamish have a lien on the property. So let's say like this. Let's say the father's estate is obligated to give X amount in a dowry and the family doesn't give it to the, to the girl orphan and her husband, they don't give it. Do, could we go and collect from the father's property, from the father's estate? So if we're going to say that if it's Parnasa, Tarfa, Mishabde, you could even go and collect it from the father's estate, Utanai Ksuva, Tarfa, Mishabde, while a regular Tanai Ksuva cannot be taken, but a dowry could, my Kamashlam, that's not a Chiddush, Hamais B'choyem, happens all the time, Maitziyan the Farnasa, Vayna Maitziyan the Mazaynas. We know that anyway. So what would be your Chiddush? Peladilu Parnasa Gavaya, Nami Metaltale. So I'll tell you what it means. You know what it means? that to receive the dowry from the father's estate, they can even go, this young couple can even go and take from movable objects where there's usually not a lien. But I can go, there's not enough dowry given, expected dowry, let's say one-tenth of the estate wasn't given over. They can go and take the father's car that somebody else inherited from the estate, even though it's metalkla. Well, in a regular case, you can only take from what you have a lien on, which is real property. You can't take from movable property. Says Gemara, that can't be either. You know why? According to Rebbe, he really holds that both Tanaik Suba and Parnasa, which is the dowry, could be collected from Metaltalin. So that can't be a difference in his opinion, because he actually holds everything could be. Now, how do you know that? The Tanan, the Tanya, because the Brayso, Echad Nechasim Sheishlem Achrayis, whether you have Nechasim Sheishlem Achrayis, referring to Karka, referring to land, real property, whether it's property that where there's no lien on it, movable, Maitzi and the Mazen Isha of Labanis. We take that, sell it, 
to get enough money to feed the kids, the, the, the girl, and to take care of her dowry. So therefore, when we say, in the name of Rebbe, Parnasa Enot Kitnai Ksuba, what's the case? Because as far as collecting, they both are collecting from Karka and Metaltan, so they do have the same halacha. So in what way is a dowry of Parnasa separate from a Tanai Ksuba? So far, they're always the same. So says the Gemara, oh, I'll explain to you. Elamai Parnasa Ksuba, what does that mean in the name of Rebbe? It means like the following Brisa, which states, Ha'aymer, if somebody says, Al Yizainu, do not give muzon. Do not feed. Do not sustain. Do not take care of. Benaisov, my daughter's minachosov from my property. Hear this? Dad on his deathbed says, My daughters are getting nothing. Right? Ain't shaymanly. We don't listen to him. Right? It's like that famous joke. This guy uh, in his will, right, says, uh, my house goes to this person and this bank account goes to my cousin and uh, this uh, stock goes to, uh, goes to my wife and to my uh, brother-in-law who said I'm never going to mention him in my will. Hello, Shmeril. <laughs> right? Or whatever it is. Right? However that, that joke. Right? I'm, I'm not giving you nothing. I, I'll mention you, but you're not getting nothing. The father says, no, my, my estate cannot be supported uh, cannot be used to support my daughters. You know what we say? Tough luck. I'm sorry, that's for food. So then we say tough luck. But if he says, don't give them a dowry, then so food, we do, we, we do not listen to him. Dowry, we do. We're not going to use his estate to give to the girls. Because Parnasa is not a... Part of a Tanaik Suba, which an Atanaik Suba he can't back out on. But a um, Tanaik Suba he can't back out on. But Parnasa Dowry he is allowed to back out on. Okay, so now you see, the, we, we now have clarification in what way they're different. We'll hold it here for this evening and Besham tomorrow. Continue on this topic for the next little bit. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, everybody.